I am sorry, but you are just too expensive. Hearing that sentence is almost every entrepreneur's worst nightmare. And it makes you doubt yourself so fast. Because, by the way, you are not too expensive. Someone might think what you're offering is too expensive, be it your product or your service. But just like you're too expensive... That's actually never correct unless you are literally trading your body for money, which also, by the way, no shade to you, you do you. But you get how, like, that's a little bit weird. We think, oh, I'm too expensive. No, no. Maybe someone thinks your service is too expensive. Maybe someone thinks your product is overpriced. But you are always worthy. I just want to start off this episode by saying that because it's very, I don't know, like subliminal messaging. But okay, today's question is, What do you do when someone tells you they think you're charging too much? Hello, hello, and welcome to Fail to Win, a show where we love to make mistakes and learn from them so you can turn your passion into profits and live life on your own terms. I'm Amy van der Putten from Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode with simple strategies every Tuesday. First and foremost, when someone tells you you're charging too much or you're too expensive, don't take it personally. Don't start doubting yourself because if you feel like your offer is worth its price, you don't necessarily have to change the price. And what that person is saying is not necessarily a rejection to you. It's just a no to the offer. And how many times have you... Uh, I don't know, wanted to buy a pair of shoes online and added it to your cart and then ended up not buying it because you didn't want to spend your money that time or you had other priorities. Just thinking about your own consumer behavior can always help you understand better when someone isn't buying from you. But let's look at that. When have you not bought things from other people? Because This is such an important exercise. (laughs) This is the same as like, we'll post something once and maybe a second time. And we are just astonished that not everyone has bought by now. But we also don't buy from someone the first time they post, right? So it would make sense that people also need some more time for us. And I know that's not what we're talking about today. This is about the straight up rejection of like, hey, your price is too high. But just in general, I always feel this like, am I like, oh my God, why have... Oh, has no one bought yet? Or then, I don't know, for me, for example, maybe 50 people have bought a masterclass, but I wanted 100 people to buy it. I'm like, only 50 people. But then I think about the actual effort I've put into it or how little I have explained. And then I'm like, well, I'm actually surprised so many people have already bought it because it's not like I went all out on the benefits of my offer, for example. And that is actually my second tip. After, hey, don't take it personally. And also, we've all been there. I do want you to look at, are you focusing enough on the benefits of your offer or are you trying to sell the features? Because often the price isn't a problem, but the perceived value is. So for example, um, when I have a personal trainer and if I'm if my personal trainer, for example, would charge me 75 euros an hour, I could think, okay, 75 euros an hour, that's a lot. I mean, I might be able to get myself to train, right? But the benefits of my personal trainer training me is that I don't miss any workouts. I am much healthier than I would be without her and I feel more motivated and I like my workouts and I don't have to use all up all of my willpower and I look amazing and I can do pull-ups and, 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 and. In all of those benefits, I didn't talk about 
and she's here at eight and she leaves at nine. But that's how a lot of people portray their offer. So for example, this morning I had a sales call for uh, 40,000 euros and we mainly talked about what my client wanted to accomplish. We didn't talk about how many calls a month or at what times or all of those specifics. We just talked about what do you want to accomplish? And that's far more important because you're paying for a transformation. You're paying for benefits. You're not paying for a PDF of 10 pages long. So when someone says no, remember that it might just be unclear to them what they're actually paying for. So for example, one of the things I've done in order to combat this is I've created a new product and it's called my 100k business club and the name itself kind of helps with this because in the name it says the benefit is you're gonna learn how you can make 100k a year so the benefit is incredibly clear and the person understands why they should actually buy this it doesn't say the coaching call club no it says the 100k business club so look at the benefits of your offer, your transformation, and not just the features. And then next is, don't forget to dig deeper. Because often people will say, no, this is just too expensive for me right now. But in 80% of the cases where someone says your offer is too expensive, it isn't actually the real objection they have. You probably have bought shoes that were far too expensive, but you just loved the shoes. And you just thought, you know what? When I'm going to wear those shoes, I'm going to look like someone who has their shit together and who is always well-dressed and who is just beautiful. The same goes when people buy something. Usually something isn't too expensive, but we just don't see the value or we don't believe in the value. So the way this works with objections is either we don't see the value or the ROI. So most people buy something because either it's a desire they have, like with the shoes, or in business, for example, people buy because it saves them time or it saves them money. And if they're not seeing the value, it means that it's not clear to them how, for example, investing 40k is going to get them back a million, as an example. Now, the belief one actually has to do with the fact that they might see the value, but they might not believe that you can get them the value because they might not have seen any social proof, for example. So... Just remember, and I explain more about this inside of my coaching programs, obviously, also inside of my launch game book. If you're, if this is the part in this podcast episode where you're like, whoa, I need to learn more about this, you need a sales course. You really, really need to learn how to manage objections, how to start writing a sales pitch, all of that stuff. You really need to learn it. Uh, I can teach you, by the way, inside of my launch game book, if you want the direct link. Let me check, phosphoridamy.com forward slash... I think it's forward slash the launch game book. This is my entire launch and sales course, but it has a really, really big module all about sales, sales supercharger. Go to that page, phosphoridamy.com forward slash the launch game book, and you will see um, that you can learn all of that from me. It's a really incredible course, but not a lot of people are actually ready for it because they don't understand that what they need to do in order to grow their business is actually grow their sales. But if you recognize yourself in any of this, the launch game book is what you need. Okay, so we've talked about not taking it personally, the benefits and then the value and the belief, which obviously everything will reinforce each other. If you are, if your mindset is stronger, you're going to exude that. People are going to feel you're confident and you're not crippling under the weight of saying your price. If you focus more on the benefits, people are going to see the value. If you get better at selling, people are going to start believing that you actually know what you're talking about. Like 
everything reinforces each other as a business owner. It's just really convenient when you get good at sales. So just remember what I said, in 80% of the cases, the money objection isn't real. There is something else that is actually like that is holding people back. So what I tend to do if someone says that is what else is holding you back is the question I will ask. I'm like, what else is holding you back besides the money perspective? And then often someone will say like, oh yeah, I'm just afraid I won't have any time to complete the course, for example. And then I can talk to them about that and make it clear that I actually have a module on time management that is actually going to help them save time or whatnot. So it's really just like finding the true objections or the true fears people have and then handling them. And it's even better if you know beforehand what the objections are so you can prevent them. And I have one more tip that I just want to share with you because it just might be that this person is not your ideal client. Like if you're selling high-end handbags, of course there will be people who think your product is too expensive. So what I tend to do is I tend to really filter out my clients like today. Okay, so I had the really good sales call this morning and then I hosted a master class. And, um, you know, if people have already bought my master class and then they attended the master class live and then two and a half hours later, they're still listening and they're taking notes and they're happy they were there. Chances are they could be my ideal client. But I'm also like very much myself in my podcasts. I'll laugh. I'll make mistakes. You can hear me typing and looking up a page. And I do that because I also want to attract those types of clients who don't mind me doing that. And if I'm authentically myself, both in my marketing as well as on the inside of my business, then chances are I'm going to attract the right clients who care about the same stuff and who share my value set. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes I guess it could be that someone is not your ideal client or they just aren't far enough along in their customer journey with you yet which is why it's so important that you have not just a short form uh, content thing like um, platform, for example, on Instagram or a TikTok where people see small blips of who you are if you have a personal brand or just any brand, but you also have a longer form content place. So for example, for me, my podcast is really important, both of my podcasts, by the way, because I know when people start listening to my podcasts and they start trusting me, then they're also going to start valuing me more. But it does happen that people love my content and then they're very surprised by a price. But I have to say, it rarely happens. I don't really get the money objection a lot because people get so much from me for free and I give so much value and it's very clear what the value is and what the transformation is from other people who have followed my programs that I don't get that objection too much. People will say I don't have the time or stuff like that. Objections are buying signals, by the way. They're really good uh, in terms of sales. But um, yeah, I feel like I can really make sure that people know the value. By the way, I have my, um, if you're in Belgium, I have one of my coaching programs that's starting soon. It's actually my Business Freedom Elevator. Uh, that's in Dutch. And the launch game book that I just mentioned is in English. So if you speak English, you can go check that out. If you speak Dutch, know that I'm going to be hosting the program where I help you achieve freedom in your business and really create the business of your dreams where you make more money than you need, um, and that is called my Business Freedom Elevator. It's opening soon, and you can make sure you're on the wait list through phosphoritamy.com forward slash elevator, or at any given point in time, you can just always shoot me a DM on Instagram. I really don't mind. I know a lot of people are like, oh, but she's busy, and she has a big team, but uh, you're still talking to me most of the time, and if not, my team will tell you. Sometimes when I'm gone, they'll be like, hey, this is Caroline, but when I'm responding, you'll know. 
Um, what did I want to say? Like, yeah, okay, so it's not personal, but it might just be a sign that you need to get better at sales and marketing. And this is also why I will never ever ask people what they want to pay for something before I've made the product. Asking your audience what they would like to pay for something is shit. What is good is actually asking your audience what they want in a product. For example, uh, Cassie Ho from Blogilates does this really well. She creates products based on the feedback from our customers and she makes videos about this all the time. But she wouldn't be like, I don't think she does like, hey, how much would you want to pay for this jacket? Because there's no use in asking what people want to pay for something before you've marketed it because the marketing is actually what makes it worth it. Just think about Apple. If Apple would be like, hey, I have this rectangle heavy thing and it has a camera, what would you want to pay for it? It'd be like, I don't know, nothing creepy <laughs> but they market it they make it really cool and then all of a sudden people are paying a thousand eight hundred euros for a phone right so that's the difference that's why you shouldn't ask people what they want to pay you uh, but there is one thing that you should do for yourself though and that is always know what your time is worth so if you're currently struggling with your pricing and you want to make sure you're charging enough for your work especially if you're working by the hour you gotta go and check out my hourly worth calculator because the calculator is set up in a way that you can just outline your costs and my calculator will do the maths for you and it will tell you how much on a minimum you should be charging for your time. Doesn't that sound amazing? You can go and find it through fastforwardamy.com forward slash hourly worth calculator and I've also linked it in the description of this episode. Okay, so um, let me see. Don't take it personally, focus more on the benefits and the transformation, dig deeper because objections are often not the real objection and also just sometimes realize and accept that the person might not be your ideal client. I hope you liked this and I hope to see you next week Tuesday in the next episode. Make sure you go and subscribe. So if you're just listening on your phone right now, there's this follow or subscribe button. If you press that, then next week you will get a notification that there's a new episode and you can keep me accountable. In four years, I have never missed a single Tuesday. So you can be sure of it. Next week, Tuesday, I'm back. Bye.